family-owned shop in Loganville, Sosby's Garage, for all your automotive repair needs. We service all makes and models, foreign and domestic. We repair engines, alternators, brakes, alignments, AC systems, and more, using certified technicians with over 90 years of combined experience. We also offer same-day service for some repairs. Sosby's Garage, 200 Bay Creek Road in Loganville. Dependable, honest, and fair. Look us up on Google or Facebook. We'll take good care of you. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio inside the Sonesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. It's time for Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. We are the cornerstone of security in the Southeast. Welcome, everybody, to Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. I'm your host, Rick Strawn, the president of Paradigm Security Services, and we're excited to be with you today on Business Radio X. We're coming to you from the Infinite Energy Center in Gwinnett County, and we're having the Valor Awards presented by the Chamber of Commerce today that uh, acknowledges and reaches out to all of our emergency services and first responders within our county to show them our appreciation. And one of the things I wanted to do today, since uh, I'm going to change up my introduction a little bit, is since we are at the Valor Awards, and everything. I figured that it would be a good idea to have someone that is highly respected in our county and has a very important job, and that's Major Chris Smith. He is over the criminal investigation section. I keep wanting to say division because that's the way it is in Atlanta, but uh, he's over all the detectives, which is uh, an awesome responsibility. I know there's part of the, I guess, the uh, special investigations, which is narcotics and all, you aren't over, right, Chris? No, that that actually falls under CID. Oh, our, it does? Our criminal investigation division is comprised of three sections, criminal investigation section, special investigation section, and then our crime scene investigation section. So awesome. that comprises CID. Awesome. So you're over the whole CID or just that one section? Just the one section. Yeah. Well, you know, of course, to me, that one section is really one is really the most important because you, you other than you know your crime scene investigation is always important because that that helps you get to where you want to go but the initial part is all the investigators uh, a lot of people when they think of detectives they don't realize that they're broken up into things like uh, units like the burglary homicide correct sex yes. crimes mm-hmm. um, auto theft and I think when I was with Atlanta I worked all I worked every unit within the CID as a, as a supervisor and a manager. And that can be a very trying, uh, trying job. I can imagine being in command over all of it when, you know, the good and the bad comes back to you. That's right. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a handful, but it's very rewarding. Um, yeah, our, our section, we have the, the seven units within our section. Uh, they're comprised of general crimes, and those folks usually just investigate property crimes. Our electronic financial crimes, more commonly known as white collar, they're the, they're the ones that do fraud investigation, uh, identity theft, things like that. Uh, within that unit, there's also a computer forensics lab that we do that when we serve search warrants on computers or cell phones, those guys actually do the forensics on, the, on those computers. Uh, and then our burglar unit. Obviously, self-explanatory, commercial and residential, they, they investigate those. Um, within that burglary unit, it's a pawn unit. 
I was going to ask you if your pond unit was like ours, it was within that. Yes, they, uh, because most of the time when a burglary occurs, they're going straight to the pond, yep. pond shops to get rid of that stuff and get some quick cash. So our pond unit is uh, very important to our burglary unit, and they've solved several, several burglaries based on items that were found in the pond database. I guess nowadays it's a little different. Back when I did it, when I was over that unit, we had huge books of paper that was from all every i mean there was <laughs> wow, volumes yeah. and volumes that you had to go through i guess it's all on computer all computerized now, now. makes it makes wow. it a lot easier yeah, um, was, i bet yeah yeah but then uh we've got uh, also our motor vehicle theft um those guys get out there and look for stolen trucks boats atvs um and within that unit we also have a metal theft unit because chop shops and things like that want to get rid of metal um so uh, and then as we get out of our property crimes and our small crimes, we get into the major crimes units, uh, what we call our person's crimes units, mm -hmm. which is our special victims. Uh, they investigate crimes against the elderly, crimes against children, uh, personal care homes, medical facilities, things of that nature. Um, and then our robbery unit, they go out and they look for bad guys that are holding people up and businesses and things of that nature. And then last but not least is our homicide unit. Uh, our homicide unit was utilized heavily last year we had a, a record-breaking year in Gwinnett County with 48 homicides um, yeah, but your clear-up rate was awesome the clearance rate was phenomenal those 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 87 folks over there percent or something like that it, it was it was 83 percent just the national average for homicide rate clearance um, is about 61 to 63 percent so our guys are clicking on all cylinders out here they're they're working hard they're grinding days off you know called in weather inclement weather they're out there working um, just a, a phenomenal phenomenal clearance rate and those guys and gals are working very hard do your does your unit separate assaults and homicide into two separate units within that unit, or is it all in based into? So all the investigators in the homicide unit investigate both homicides and aggravated assault and aggravated batteries. So Good. they 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 don't get all the homicides. They kind of give them a break. Eh, you're not going to work this homicide. We're going to give you an aggravated assault or an aggravated battery. So no, kind of a, a little break. That's a real thrill because I I was over both of those units and. You know, one can be just as busy as the other. That's for sure. <laughs> and uh, sometimes it's, but luckily most, almost, you know, most of the assaults in that type, batteries are of a personal nature. There's a personal contact there that it's a lot easier to sometimes to find that perpetrator. Yes. Yes, it is. Well, you know, based on the mission statement of one department, uh, one of the departments in 2020 goals and objectives was to produce was to reduce crime. So how have y'all been on that? I know, let's let's take with, uh, let's start off with property crimes and then talk about person crimes. And for those that don't know, I'll let you explain that. Yeah, well, we obviously, you know, we're always wanting to reduce crime, no matter what kind of crime it is. You know, that makes the citizens feel safe and, and our communities thrive. Uh, when you have a low crime rate, businesses thrive, people do well, people are happy. Um, so we're always wanting to reduce reduce crime, but we have a, a systematic approach that that the chief has made it very clear, you know, we're going to communicate, we're going to talk with each other. And one of the things we do is we conduct monthly commander's meetings and monthly CompStat presentations to the chief so he can see what we're doing uh, to, to identify emerging crime trends and patterns and then share that information and develop problem-specific strategies uh, and deploy those resources in the spots and areas where, where, where the crime's evident. Um, 
also will research and identify and leverage existing and emerging technologies. That is the biggest thing. There is so much technology out there, Rick, that it's just we can't we can't screen it all. There's so much of it. Um, so so leveraging those emerging technologies. Um, such as Nibens, which is run by the ATF. It's a mm -hmm. ballistics identification um, for shell casings that we recover from crime scenes, not just homicides, but any crime scene. It could be a drive-by shooting. Um, it could be uh, just a person out shooting off rounds. The, uh, we, the, the advancement in those areas, uh, the shell casings and the striations on bullets and stuff, has just taken leaps and bounds over the last few years. It really has, and, and we started this Nibens program hot and heavy. Um, it's actually, we're using Vigilant Ballistics, um, and we're, we've been able to link over 40 cases since we started this in late August, mm -hmm. I think we started it. So it's, it's working, it's phenomenal. But not just the Nibens, not just the ballistics, but facial recognition, tag, tag readers, uh, video surveillance, um, just leveraging that technology and using it to our benefit to find to find these these criminals well we're lucky here in Gwinnett we have the the camera system set up in a lot of areas uh, I mean, my, the name of it just went out of my head uh, there's several different systems that, that are across flock. across the county yes flock uh, is one of them mm -hmm. uh, that flock system seems to be awesome uh, being able to for that officer on the beat that's out there to interact through it with the computer and get notifications. Yeah, and, and we're hoping with our SACRC, our Situational Awareness Crime Response Center, uh -huh. that's coming online hopefully middle of this year, uh, that we'll be able to get that information out there to the officers quicker, um, have someone there that's able to see uh, those things and identify them and get them across the radio quicker to the officers that are on the beat. I still would uh, very much like to see, you know, we have patrols and stuff in the around Gwinnett County, to see that ability to come through and be able to get notifications or to send notifications to y'all when we see if we get something, you know, interact with Flock enough to where we get notices to where we can be on the lookout. Because I think that having that extra set of eyes out there on patrol, like around Gwinnett Place and uh, all through the CIDs and stuff could be Absolutely. awesome. Absolutely. You know, Rick, and that goes into the next, my next topic I was going to talk about is we've got to, to reduce crime. We've got to engage the residents businesses, relevant stakeholders, uh, and a wide variety of crime prevention strategies to prevent these crimes from occurring. Business holders, uh, citizens, um, just getting them on board with what, what we've got going on, what we're utilizing and what we're doing, um, I think is going gonna, is gonna to be key in, in reducing this crime. Well, I, I absolutely agree. I mean, you've got all those extra eyes out there that if they saw something and knew it, they would immediately be able to link up, call 911, and say, hey, that thing, that that tag that just went out, or that that car description, or that person, I see that person out here at Gwinnett Place Mall on the street or whatever, then let y'all, I think that would help y'all That's a right. Lot. The more eyes looking, the better, the better it's going to be. Well, tell us, you know, a lot of people don't understand what UCR is, and, and from our talk earlier, I understand it's it's going to be changed. The, the Federal Bureau is not going to call it. Uh, uniform crime reporting anymore. I worked that section for a couple of years with Atlanta back in the mid-70s, mm -hmm. uh, a little a couple of years ago, back when we were doing cards for the radio and stuff. But, uh, you know, there's the property crimes, there's the person-to-person uh, -person crimes. And how are how are y'all looking on that as far as how's that working within y'all? Um, uh, yeah, our UCR Part 1 crimes were, were very good. Um, 
Yeah, a lot of people don't know what part one, part two. Is. Yes, yes. So part one crimes are, are crimes that affect the community. Mm-hmm. Um, your theft, your your more serious crimes, your rapes, things like that, burglaries. Um, felony type things. Felony type, type crimes. Um, but in 2020, um, our violent crime decreased slightly. Um, decreased about 5%. Our violent crimes, overall mm-hmm. violent crime, decreased. Um, our property crimes also decreased by about 24.5%. That's terrific. Uh, and then overall crime in Gwinnett decreased about 22%. So that's taking property crimes and violent crimes. Um, we decreased. Now, we were up in a few a few areas, uh, like our murders, obviously, we were up quite significantly. Um if but, you got anything that you would kind of contribute, just just your thought process, and we all know that this is just that these are opinions because there's no correct. way to to scientifically nail it down. But you know some of the things that you see that have developed that have have caused that uptick. You know, there there could be like you said several several things that we could attribute it to. But um, I, I found a, an article in the Washington Post um, that that a survey that 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 they did. Um, homicides increased 30% across 34 cities in 2020. Um, and, and what it says, what that article said was, um, it was, uh, now this article, the survey was conducted by the National Commission on COVID-19 and the Criminal Justice Foundation. So um, they are saying that they're, they're suggesting a correlation between um, uptick because of COVID-19 obviously people are home um, in certain crimes because certain crimes decreased but other crimes increased the increase in the violence they're 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 the article attributes because of the death of George Floyd um, mm-hmm. there was an uptick after that occurred um, but also again it's just the COVID-19 pandemic has just got the world kind of wonky right now yeah, and social media, uh, I see that as one of the one of the big issues because everybody gets to talking on social media. They get ticked off at each other. That's right. Uh, they they tend to not hold back anything they've got to say on social media, mm-hmm. which translates into somebody deciding, well, I'm not. I've had enough of this, and then it becomes personally confrontational. Yep. And it goes downhill from there. Yep. There, you know, there's a variety of things that cause crime. You've, you've got Illegal activities people are out doing, selling drugs yep. or trying to rob folks or domestic. Um, so it's just hard. Domestics to, are a biggie. Domestics are are, are know, part of it. That's um, one of the things that as an officer I hated going into worse than anything. I'd rather go into a, a drug deal gone bad than a domestic situation gone bad. Yeah, yeah, those, those, are, those intimate relationships are definitely can be very violent sometimes. But you know, overall, crime in Gwinnett, I think I think we're doing pretty well. Um, got hard workers out here that are that are on the beat every day. We've got the behind-the-scenes folks that are investigating these crimes and, and keeping them down. Um, and and you know, we we've also got the the new community relations section that uh, the county commission approved, and and we're able to get more folks out in the public dealing with the communities uh, and. Providing them a location to go and have their voice be heard with what's going on with policing in, the, in our department. Um, and last year, 
449 crime prevention and safety community outreach programs were attended by over 30,000 people in 2020 just from Gwinnett County Police Department. So we're getting the word out there. We're, we're trying to be engaged. We're trying to be involved. We're trying to get the community be, to be engaged and involved with us. So um, there, there are ways folks can come out and, and see what we do and, and how we handle things. We're a transparent department. And the Chief, Chief West has said that time and time again that our books are open. We have nothing to hide. Come, come. Sh we'll show you how we train. We'll show you what we do. We'll show you what we're required by law to be trained on annually. Um, so he he welcomes uh, the community to come be involved. And he welcomes the scrutiny. I mean, Absolutely, without a doubt. Absolutely. Um, one of the things that uh, a lot of people complain about or talk about, but you know, there's not a lot of real in-depth discussion, I guess, about it is the gang issues and stuff mm -hmm. um and we have some gang issues uh, do you get do you get involved in i guess of course it has assaults in it so mm -hmm. i guess you would yes yes so we have a, we have a separate gang unit that actually falls under our special investigation section um but they're out they're they're proactive they're in, they're again in the community they're they're involved they go out there and they they try and and get in into the schools because unfortunately that's where some of this stuff starts is the school systems um and we've got a really good working relationship with the sros with the school system um identifying these folks and talking to them and trying to get them to change their track um but yeah we have we have a very uh thorough gang investigations unit that that is is active out there well one of the things i'd like to recommend if there's any business owners that are listening here and talking one of the best things that you can do to decrease gang activity in your area is when you see those taggings and you see that graffiti and stuff, get it cleaned up immediately. The quicker the better. The quicker the better. The longer you leave it there, it's called the broken window uh, theory. And bottom line is the more you look like a gang-infested area, the more you're going to be a gang-infested area or just a crime-infested area. So you got to clean up, yeah, you know, and that's what we do in uh, Gwinnett Place CID, and, and all we watch for that graffiti, and the business owners are awesome about getting it immediately cleaned up and done, and it makes a big difference. Yes. Um, what about the? Um, I know there's a lot of talk of uh, the human trafficking stuff. Now I know that's again not in your section. Mm -hmm. I guess that would be the special investigation section. We do. Uh, we have we have um, internet crimes against children that. Uh, again, falls under our special special victims unit, right. but also our ICAC falls under SIS as well. So, because we have to have those undercover officers that are working those type of investigations, um, but human trafficking is is the forefront of of all the talk right now. Um, but we we do have folks that that work those investigations that are dedicated to work those investigations, and that's all that they do day in and day out. Well, for the people out there, again, you know, you see something, say something. If, if you happen to see something that just doesn't look right with these young people, and especially when they're with older people, and it becomes obvious, a lot of times it becomes pretty obvious that it's not their parents and it's not their, you know, brothers, sisters, or whatever. Just kind of don't be afraid to call 911 and get the police involved because you just never know when one of those people is going to be a victim of human trafficking and they will not openly call for help they're scared that's right yeah well you know we we've talked a lot about you know what's going on in CID 
And one of the things I'd you know, like to know is outside CID is, you know, we've had a lot of transitions with the troops. Mm-hmm. Uh, how is the personnel on uh, Gwinnett County? Are, are we down pretty good? We needing people? We need to have people come out there and put applications in? Always. We, we, we always welcome uh, applica- applicants to put in. Um, you know, Gwinnett County, we, we, we are the uh, largest, the police department has the largest service population of any full-service police department in the state of Georgia. Uh, 827,000-plus residents just in unincorporated Gwinnett. Uh, we also provide police services for Berkeley Lake, Buford, Decula, Grayson, Peachtree Corners, Rest Haven, and Sugar Hill. Um, we're the most second populated county in Georgia. Only Fulton County is larger. Um, we have, Right now we have an authorized strength of 905 sworn officers. Only Atlanta PD is larger right now. Um, um, but, yeah, we're always looking for good applicants to come out and apply and put your best foot forward. Well, it's a great career. Make a difference in the community. Absolutely. Um, It's very rewarding. I had 25 years with Atlanta. I have no problem with the career. Uh, A lot of what's going to determine the path of our police officers as far as and the communities and stuff is from this point forward is going to be the people we bring in, the training they've got, which I know for a fact Gwinnett County has an absolutely superior training academy. Uh, I just had a young young man, Ed White, that went through, uh, I guess it's been a little over a year ago, with Gwinnett County, Lisbon next door to me. And uh, he, I've seen that young man amazingly develop. He was, he'd been in corrections a little bit, but mm-hmm. I've seen him over the course of the last year really develop into quite a young man. And I know it has a lot to do with the people around him, the, the FTO he had, field training officer, uh, the supervisors, you were his uh, super, uh, commander at one time in Central Precinct, mm-hmm. but it's been amazing to watch them. And uh, watch It really grow. is to see them from start to finish when they start. They're, they're kind of laid back and scared, and by the end of it, they're, they're out there doing traffic stops and helping folks. So it's, it's really to see their confidence level grow is, is phenomenal. Well, we're getting down to where we need to close, but I tell you, one of the things that I've noticed is, and I think it's awesome, is when you see a Gwinnett County officer roll up on a stop or something, almost invariably you see a second backup officer follow him up. And, and that having that backup, a lot of people need to understand it's, it's not an overkill. A lot of times that is very quickly diffuses a situation that could develop into a bad situation. There are more bad situations if, that are avoided by that second officer or that backup folding up on them than ever, ever happens. Yeah, you know, that's that's just part of the training. They go out and, and are there, and they see something that somebody needs, or they're there. They're there. Back up. Well, Major, I really appreciate you being here. It is awesome. Thank I think the event for Valor Awards is about to get started, Absolutely. so I know we need to get in there. But I want to thank you all for joining us on Case in Point, presented by Paradigm Security Services. Remember, you can join us live every other Wednesday, and I'd like to make sure that you uh, tune in next week for Food, Faith, and Feelings with Dr. Jeannie Burnett on her Wednesday show. But you can visit us, uh, listen anytime to our show by going to businessradiox.com, clicking on Gwinnett Studio, and then click, of course, on Case in Point. Be sure, please, to subscribe to us on that site. 
Join us uh, when we talk with business leaders in a couple of weeks and about our business and related security issues in today's world. Thanks again to my guest, Major Chris Smith. Thanks, Rick. Always good time. Always good time talking to you. Maybe we can play golf soon. Mm -hmm. And for our producer, Mike and Amanda. And remember, I'm Rick Strawn at Paradigm Security Services. We cover more than just your assets. Mm -hmm.